This is Dyes and Shoe EX, the podcast, episode 285 for the week of January 15th, 2012. Welcome to Dyes and Shoe EX, the podcast. And extension this week, count them 222, all encompassing Dragon Ball fan sites out yonder here. Mary, the site is Dyes and Shoe EX and Contenti. That's right. Two of us together, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of the entertaining. Across from me, already half introduced the birthday woman herself. Oh, shucks. How yes. you doing? Just for a little is that while why longer. She didn't cook? That's, That's right. right. <laughs> I was. I was going to cook. And then I realized that is screwed up. The birthday girl does not cook on her right. birthday, even if I'm making my damn favorite dish. Mary, welcome to the show here. It's good to be here. Ready to talk about Dragon Ball? I am. Get back into the mix here. Ready to talk about the depths of this show where no viewer has gone before. That's right, that's right. Joining us halfway across the country from the website called Tai Hujio, Mr. Heath, sir, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm really looking forward to this topic for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> all right. I think there's something wrong with all of us. I don't know us. how to take that. I know. I'm going to throw that out there ahead of time, completely out of context, and we'll see if people figure it out. All right, so we got Mary over there. We got Heath over there. That leaves me. My name is Mike Vegito. EX, the ringleader of this here circus, the guy who made that site, Daisenshu EX, been digging into some archives lately. 1998 to the present. Holy crap, that's been a long time. We're in year, Going 14, on year 14 here. Oh, Daisenshu EX. Crazy. That would seem hold true for my site as well if it were for the fact that I haven't updated in years. Temple O'Trunks right. exists as a relic. See, if you just posted one little thing right now, I know, I could say it, it would. Running for 14 years. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, mine started in March 1998. Yeah, I suppose it did. Congratulations. 14 for you as well. It's a birthday for sites and for people. That's right. All right, folks. So here we are, episode 285 of our show. And usually we have some pretty lighthearted conversations here on the podcast. We always have. Dragon Ball is a lighthearted franchise. This time around, though, we're going to dive into something kind of serious, territory we really haven't gone before. So kind of interested from a personal perspective and view how we handle this. We're going to talk about the fact that Blue Shogun, General Blue in the, the Dragon Ball series, in the TV adaptation specifically, is portrayed as a pedophile. And this is almost a as timely as can be coming off of things like the Penn State scandal. I didn't necessarily mean for it to come out that way, but just popped into my head recently. Hey, we should talk about this. So that's what our topic is going to be this episode. General Blue is a pedophile and kind of the ramifications. Not to cause a scandal or anything. No, no. Uh, we'll talk about that as well because the whole Maryland thing with the manga, that's going to pop up again as well. Before we get to the serious stuff, we've got some regular news, some of that usual lighthearted stuff. So let's spend some good time on that before we get to uh, the nitty gritty, the dirty stuff. All right, first bit of news here. Fun. Brazil is getting new merchandise. Toei Animation, uh, this was up on, I think, C21media.net. They've secured a new master licensing and merchandising deal with Brazil's Who Wants to Pronounce It? Mary. Oh, my God. What you got? You were going to throw this at me? Are you I kidding am. me? Come on, what you got? Aberart? Aberart, Agrio, Comercio, Importacaco? <laughs> e Exportaco. E export 
Lots of tacos going on here. Import taco and export taco. <laughs> Mary, can you? Yeah, least... can you believe I took? Never mind. This is in mind. English. Can you at least read the quote here? In English. Oh, yes. This I can manage. The terms of the agreement include key consumer product categories such as polyester backpacks, pencil cases, desktop Last patterns. Sorry. <laughs> I can't help it myself. It just comes out. You know, we're talking about 1998 and 99 earlier. Now I'm just having massive flashbacks. Sorry. Backpacks, pencil cases, lunch bags, and aprons for children. Latin America has become a top region to launch Toei Animation Brands, the company says. There you go. Brazil's getting some new stuff. As I was posting this, I saw that there was a deal there maybe a year and a half, two years ago for merchandise, but this seems to be a whole new deal for merchandise down in Brazil. Dragon Ball's always been big in Brazil. You know, you head across the other way. Chile has been uh, a, a major source of Dragon Ball fandom as well. Folks down there in Latin America, well, I guess Brazil's more Portuguese than Spanish, but they love the Dragon Ball. All right, let's bring it back over here to the United States. Heath, uh, GT's premiering on Nicktoons this evening, huh? It sure is, apparently. I don't have Nicktoons, personally. We haven't talked about this, but I kind of wanted to bring it up for two reasons. Dragon Ball GT is trending globally on Twitter right now. Just because it's just airing here? Mind? Yeah, yes. it does blow. I, that's... crazy it's just gt and as per the norm you search for dragon ball dragon ball gt specifically here on twitter 99 percent of the tweets written in spanish awesome so (laughs) So i don't know what they're talking about maybe it's just a matter of um because it's premiering on nicktoons maybe it was just trending u.s and then that maybe crosses borders maybe people in other countries not knowing or caring about the fact that it's airing on nicktoons we're like oh gt or dragon ball yeah let's all talk about it i think maybe gt is just so neglected that all of a sudden people are like oh my god they're talking about it now i can actually talk about it out in the open (laughs) now it's fair And now Fair game. it's not too soon. Now we just laugh at people again. How timely because we just completed episode yes. two in our GT. We review are of so awesomeness. on trend and it's and not no like we did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're getting there Yet. soon enough, I guess. It's not like we did it on purpose. To no, no. Time just, it out that way. It's not like we're trying to be cool and trendy and, and spiffy. It's just timing. I'm just surprised you haven't sat Jeff down. Make him watch all 64 episodes in like. 24 hours. I want to keep my friends. I can't do it. I can't expect him to do that. All right. So <laughs> the question that I want to ask you folks, people have been sending this in via email, via tweets, via Facebook. They really want to know our perspective on this. So Nicktoons just jumped from the end of Kai, which ended quote unquote early with the end of the Cell arc directly into Dragon Ball GT. Folks are sort of up in arms over, won't someone please think of the children what will they do not knowing the entire Majin Buu story arc in between? Okay, How yeah. How will they know? So, been there, done that. And as we know, it's all about the children. This is exactly what I went through in 1996, where, or five, I forget, where yeah. I saw Dragon Ball on TV first, and then Z started. And even though it was the mid-late 90s, I knew well the- enough to get on the internet and read about that that gap uh, i was fortunate enough enough to live in a in a place where i had other people in school that had seen dragon ball maybe in like korea or wherever it was they're originally from and the fact that we had a flea market down the road with bootleg dragon ball z episodes have filled in the gaps for me but yeah i mean here we are in Mary, 2012 140 episodes you skipped okay yeah that wasn't a big deal i have a brain <laughs> i can fucking investigate for myself and kids today have more <laughs> technology at their disposal more bootlegs no not only <laughs> that legit stuff 
that they can use to fill in the gap. The entire series available at their disposal, legit. Legit. Too legit to quit. Maybe not in Kai format. And that might be uh, a confusing sticking point. But then they have sites like yours and Heaths that they can find that explain the differences. DVD releases, video games that cover, I'm sorry, Raditz Taboo every single fucking year. You know what? I'm sorry. I guess I have no sympathy because I've been there myself and <laughs> it was fun. I kind of liked the air of mystery of, wow, there's this whole undiscovered land of episodes I've never seen before. So what awesome. you're saying, Mary, children, they're pretty on the ball. Children are pretty on the ball. They'll figure it out. They get on the interwebs. All right. They'll figure out what's up. He- Three-year-olds can figure out an iPhone before someone in their <laughs> 20s. Thank you. I mean. All right. Here Heath, why don't you take it away for a little bit? You've been somewhat quiet on this front here. What is your perspective on this? Do we need to think of the children or they're going to figure it out for themselves. Fuck the children. Well, I think we always need to think of the children because... <laughs> well, I guess that's kind of the motto of our episode here, so... Sorry about that one. So, GT, yeah, I, I've i heard a lot of people say, why didn't they just play the Boo arc as it was from Dragon Ball Z? Right. But we I'm don't know the... Sure they didn't have the rights Licensing agreements. Yeah, yeah. Kai. Right. So... I kind of have to agree with Mary on this one because we've lived through it. There's the internet. There's DVDs. Hell, there's there's going to be Blu-rays soon. God, people can buy it if they want it. Do you want another example of this happening? Sure. This happened to us with GT. Can yeah. I take you back to 1997 when Final Bout came out and Super Saiyan 4 Goku is playable and Golden Ozaru Baby was the final boss character in the game? We wouldn't get GT legit in this country for what six or seven years yeah, after but I that? was online reading episodes well Curtis Hoffman kind of so. took care of us exactly my point we were able to deal this was with shitty ass modem connections and I would still put myself through the misery of researching about this yeah yeah I would have been you know 17 18 I guess you know that's old enough to know that okay I can play detective but and young Nick, enough to Nicktoons is gonna skew younger than that though yeah but I mean we've got a don't know how or why, but we have 10 to 12 year olds hanging out on the Dizenshu EX forum every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're out there. They're already doing their research, right? That's critical and impressive. And I'm happy for people like that to be in the community that <laughs> yeah. know to go to the extra mile and know that it doesn't really take that much effort to research, especially when it's well cataloged. So we sound almost negative about it, but our negativity is so positive toward these children that they're going to take care of themselves and be fine. My anger comes from people not giving kids enough credit. I I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it sucks that they just can't watch it straight through. Sure, sure. But I guess my take... I'm used to listening to us whine about things. I don't need to hear other people (laughs) whine about things. So... Get rid of that whining. Kids are going to be all right. I they think, will be all right. I think that's our perspective on it. We all went through it in different ways. I think anyone who all came through it unscathed. Exactly. Anyone who's been a fan of Dragon Ball in North America has had this happen to them at some point in time. Maybe we've just gotten spoiled from like normal straight that's through true. releases over the last recently two, two, three years or so. Right, right. Well, just remember when even Dragon Ball Z was coming out on singles. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a nightmare. Place. End of the Cell game God. was the last thing to come out. It, story of our lives here. So I think that wraps up the news and our thoughts on the kids are all right, as a wise man once said. So uh, now that the fun is out of the way, let's turn it over to our more serious topic. 
Let me give you the introduction here. We are jumping all the way back to episode 56 of the original Dragon Ball TV series. And just to kind of put it in a little bit of context time frame, this originally aired in Japan on March 25th, 1987. Thank you, Heath. Your episode guide has some of this information that I'm uh, covering here, such as the scenario for this episode being written by Toshiki Inoue, who uh, worked on things like Rama, later went on to work on Yu-Gi-Oh, Tenjo Tenge, which maybe you can see some things, just a little bit of pervertedness tying in here. Uh, also, Death Note, the recent Iron Man anime. So this is someone who um, has worked on a variety of anime over the years. And that's worth noting because the scene we're talking about is in the TV version only of Dragon Ball. So does this get pinned on whatever this guy's title is, scenario? Yeah, the scenario writer. Is that the same thing as a script writer? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he he wrote basically the outline for the episode and then actually wrote all the dialogue. Like the okay. screenplay for this episode. So he is to be held accountable. Okay, right. that was my question. And before we even get further into it, that kind of takes it back to something that I was thinking about originally when I kicked an email out to these regular folks here. Oh, I want to talk about Toriyama as he's involved with this scene and should we kind of bring him up to task for this? And our buddy Jake Herms emailed back right away. I was like, uh, you do remember this is filler, right? Oh my God. I've just come to accept this as part of Blue's character. I forgot that this particular scene is not in the manga. It just does not happen. So what's going on in the scene? This is during the Red Ribbon Army arc. This is the great Dr. Slump crossover. Everyone's coming to Penguin Village. Blue himself arrives here. The police are unable to apprehend him. And he's got this car that breaks down and Obachiman happens to come across him who you know is a, a whiz with uh, electronics he's, and devices. He's an actual human boy not a robot. Yes. I don't remember my doctor's and, and, and he's a young child. Right. As opposed to some of the other characters which are like Arale basically a cyborg and some of the other characters who oh Heath what's the name of the, the flying little oh geez totally having a brain fart. I keep wanting to call it the, the little thing from Urusei Atsura, but I know that's not <laughs> no, it. No, no, I know what you're thinking They look so well. damn similar. <laughs> Gajira? Yeah, that as well, but I'm thinking of a, another character. Anyway. Which, which flying? I know, there's, there's various. Oh, Turbo? Turbo is the one I'm thinking of. Yes, thank you. Anyway, so. This is when you need Jake. <laughs> I know. That's all of them memorized. I gotta go back and reread Dr. Slump. Anyway, so Obochimon comes, fix the car, and kind of runs off, and it continues onward from there. The thing here is... As Obochamon is fixing the car, Blue looks down at him and he's got this twinkle sparkle moment and he says, Watashi no taipu. Basically, you're, type. he's, that's my type in a romantic, sexual type of way. Blue is an adult and it might be worth pointing out that he is a homosexual character. I don't know how much that's going to come into play. I don't think that's really no, that's relevant. Really, that's not the issue here. No. Well, I think... I think it's worth noting because it it kind of depicts him the way he is in the manga, and they take it in the anime and kind of twist it a little bit. And yeah, add this to it. They they do take it further. So I so I, it's not like you know he was hitting on Balma, and then the next scene all of a sudden he's hitting on kids. You know, right, right. It's not that. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just really weird. It's just weird. And so Obochamon finishes fixing the car and Blue's like, hey, do you want to go get something to eat? It's like, no, I don't need anything in return. Just be sure to drive safely from here on out. And he runs off and Blue's like, ah, damn, just bumpkin. I don't care about you anyway. And it just goes on from there. It's a very short 
scene, but it's always been so well ingrained in my memory of this character. Uh, so Mary, we just recently rewatched the scene. Had you remembered this as a part of the I hadn't ever character? seen it before. Okay. Yeah, this is my first time seeing it. It was definitely high on the creepy factor, and it just, it's another shining example of bad Japanese stereotypes. Mm. That's how I, without without thinking too deeply about it, that's how I react to the scene. It's like, oh, what a shallow stereotype. It's like, you got your gay character and he likes all kinds of boys, even the young ones. And it's just, it, it's very shallow. You think to the Japanese portrayals of homosexuals in popular culture, things like hard gay. It's this just so overdone, blown out of proportion, almost parody of what that is, that it's just not realistic at all. And I, I did want to note the time frame here, 1987. This is a long time ago, if you want to put it in perspective. How do we want to approach this? I guess, Heath, well, recently rewatching it, what do you think about this scene? Well, I'm, I'm going to jump back to what you were talking about. Okay, like, sure. Mary, Mary mentioned Japanese stereotypes. And I think for anyone that's maybe a little younger in the audience, the homosexuals were thought of much differently in the 80s than they are now. Oh, for sure. So I think it's just, it's more, if you can insert yourself into it as far as looking at what people were like back then, I think it makes a little more sense. I, you know, kind of watching it today and watching it back then are kind of two different things. I just don't know if certain people can really put themselves back in that time, if you know what I mean. Because it, it's just really hard to disconnect from the way it was to the way it is, and yeah. Let's talk about this kind of stuff on a, a grander scale with Toriyama. And So Toriyama wasn't responsible for this scene, but we do have lots of basically cultural insensitivities throughout the series. You'd and think, I don't think that's solely the fault of Toriyama. No. It's purely cultural. Absolutely. So can this just be tossed into the mix with some of that stuff as, oh, it's Japan in the 80s? I think so. I mean, I don't like it. I don't think it's funny and I don't agree with it. Uh -huh. But I don't I don't want to get so overzealous about it to be like, oh, think of the children, like right. I was saying well, earlier. Yeah, Like, exactly. oh my God, every single little last thing is possibly harmful. And, and mm -hmm. I just give it as humor that falls flat and maybe is funny to them. Was just a, a poor decision mm -hmm. from yeah. your perspective? It's lacking good judgment. Okay. Well, would you say you would kind of lump it together with showing a penis? How over there it's more accepted and maybe making fun of a homosexual character is more accepted over there? than it would be over here. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of tough. I don't know how I would answer that. Something that I was alluding to earlier, um, a couple of years back, we had, I don't want to call it a full-on scandal, but it was an incident in Maryland when the Dragon Ball manga was pulled from library shelves because some people threw a stink over some of the early stuff in the first couple volumes with Bulma's titties flashing all over the place and Yamcha's peeking in on her. And rightfully so or not, whatever you think on that matter, that was a thing that happened. This scene was not in the manga, but imagine if it was, and if these same types of folks found out about the scene in the original I bet Japanese they wouldn't, version. Because it wasn't boobies or penises hanging around. It's just dialogue, and uh -huh. I think parents, they're more concerned not, with the visual aspect. Read, they're not though. looking for reading in between the lines possibly harmful dialogue. They're, mm. they're worried about the boobies and the penises and, oh my god, bodies. You don't think anyone would latch on to this? Unless Maybe because they a, haven't ever? Unless you had a parent that was good and actually reading what their kids sure. took out rather than flipping through and looking for taboobies. Uh -huh. Maybe. It's hard to say. Okay. No, that's that's about what I had. I mean, nobody anymore really reads. <laughs> 
anything. Well, it's let's look at the pictures. I guess that takes us into the English adaptation of the scene from Funimation. Probably mm. worth mentioning here because what would they do? What they did is they had Blue say, oh, he looks like my younger brother Samuel, something like that, I think. They rewrote the scene. That's probably for the best. Well, that's my question. Do you think this was two, two parts? Was it necessary and was it the right thing to do? I say for an English dub, it was definitely necessary. Especially for a dub that was airing on TV. Yeah, it was going to end up on TV. We know at that point. But I'm all about keeping the integrity of the yep, original as yep. much as possible. Exactly. So I am torn. Yeah, even if I that, feel the same way. Even if the original is disgusting and not politically correct. Yeah, where do you draw the line? Is it just for your own sense of morality? That's where it's appropriate to start changing It's like, things? oh, it makes me uncomfortable. You better change it. Right, uh, right. I don't know. That's a really tough call. At the end of the day, Funimation has to watch their own ass. Yeah, and I think they made the right decision, and know, all fandom I'm, aside. I'm pretty sure there were lawyers in the room. <laughs> Over that one, probably. And to their credit, it's translated accurately on the Japanese track on the DVDs. Mm-hmm. So the it's still there. is less harmful. <laughs> <laughs> no one's reading that Japanese stuff. Yeah, why would I watch it when I have to read what's happening, Mary? <laughs> oh, <laughs> such effort. Oh, Heath. You're That's just a, saying. Sorry. Sorry. Two of you giving kids it. so much credit. And now you're going right back down on it. Yeah, them. I know, right? It's parents um, as well. No, I think this is a more interesting topic than the subject that we're actually debating. <laughs> is it, Was it okay for them to change that dialogue in the dub? I am so torn. I am yeah. incredibly torn. Crap. Because, yeah, I pretty much just went back on my logic there, didn't I? With you the sure whole did. Think of yeah, the children. That's that's the one thing with censorship is half the time it's a giant circle and you will just go around and around. I guess my, my best of both worlds would have been something rewritten for the TV version, airing on Cartoon Network in 2000, 2001, whenever that was. Right, right. And then for the DVD release, an uncut version of that line. Right. The uncut version of that line did not exist on the English dub. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm saying that's what I... I know, I know. I understand what you're saying. That would have been my, my ideal situation. Huh. Or, I mean, is there a different way that you can keep... I don't want to say integrity. Keep, no, no. Keep, keep the, the subtext general, keep without the, Without so phrasing it as, it. oh, he's my type. Maybe, oh, he's cute. Just he's, he's so cute. Yeah. I think he's so cute would be less... Well, it continues from there. Sexual. Because then he goes on... Play that off is non-sexual. Yeah. It continues from there, though, because then he says, would you like to go get something to eat? That's almost crossing the line of, hey, little boy, I got candy in my car. Want to come with me? Yeah, if there were like a white panel van right behind (laughs) him. Well, hmm, this is a broken down truck. Can you just say something like, can I thank you for your services? Can I take you out for ice cream? Or (laughs) That's that's even worse, worse, isn't it? Let's go to my ice cream truck. (laughs) So you're... You're, you're thinking of something more along the lines of like what they did with Shrek, where they, they make the jokes, and to kids it's funny yeah, for yeah. one reason, but for adults it's funny for another reason. Yeah, the same thing they do with all the Pixar and the DreamWorks movies, where there's the adult humor in there somewhere. But I don't know but this that this this deserves that kind of writing level. No, it almost. doesn't. Mary, this is all adult humor. <laughs> Dragon Ball. Serious business. Serious business for adults. Poop on a stick. Enough said. I kind of want to take it back to Toriyama for a little bit. I mean, we know he wasn't responsible for this scene. Does this, we kind of talked about it. Does this fit 
in with his grander type of comedy and delivery. Did would he this ever feel... make this kind of joke in the manga? No, it's... With another character? He does some gay jokes with Blue and later on with Otokoski and we, we see that stuff. He does more with women and perverted men yeah. than anything else. That's his world. That's what he knows. He is well, a perverted yeah. man. That in nature, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, Are I, you asking if he had it in him to write this kind of joke? I think so. And then if he had, how would we feel about it in that context too i think if it weren't for the fact that we're talking about it on a show i if a joke like that was in the manga i would have read it and been like ew and then just moved on Uh uh-huh i don't know if i would have spent too much time thinking about it but that's just me because i know there are people that would that would they'd put on the brakes right there totally what was that and I, I, of course, do have a concern that because we're spending this amount of time on it and we do have a sizable audience, are we bringing more attention to this than it probably ever would have Short gotten? Short answer, yes. But I think it's an interesting debate because we never get to talk like this on the show. Yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah, I do worry about, I'm worried about making a mountain out of a molehill over this topic. Right, right. So I, maybe we bring it to a close here. Is there anything else you guys want to toss out there about it? I think... Uh... I think you already said it, maybe, Mary. Just it was in poor taste, bad decision, kind of falls flat for us. Don't want to condemn it too much. And really, if we wanted to throw a stink over anything, I think this is an American problem. We would have more of a problem with like some of the overtop over the top gory violence that appears later in the series. It's like, if we're going to call this out, no, no, no. Americans are totally okay with violence. We don't like the sex in our stuff. I think that's what I was trying to say. Okay. Is that we're okay with the violence and not the six all right all right maybe i spoke for you i don't i didn't mean to but okay okay. heath what about you i think it does say something and this may go back to the censorship in the dub but that it's gone on so long and you rarely ever see this brought up but then you also have instances of kind of what happened to mary you know she didn't watch that stretch of dragon ball right right because they, they jumped straight to dragon ball z and there are so many people that just watch dragon ball z and they never go back and watch dragon ball and i bet you there are tons of people that don't even know this this was a thing happen and they're like wait pedophilia what something that we totally neglected to mention blue is played by toshio furukawa who went on to play piccolo in 23rd budokai and z amazing performance he for is this character. one of the greats i love him <laughs> you can definitely when you played the scene for me mike i definitely heard his you heard ataro in there yeah exactly from urusei Atsura. yeah yeah i love that he could just act crazy and then be serious Fighter yeah, yeah. guy. I love your your serious for cow voice. I don't know. I can't I can't do it. <laughs> come on, come on, do an impression. I got go that's not what he sounds like at all. That's just, I, I'm a chick. What do you want from me? I don't know. I'm also not a voice actor. It was fantastic. Thank you. All right. Are we done here? Please. I think we're done. I I think that's all we really need to say about it. It's a thing. It happened and let's talk let's about move a thing. On. All right. Well, if you didn't know about it, we brought it to light. If you didn't know about it, never gave it a second thought. Hopefully we uh, took care of all of those thoughts all in one go. Can I play a horrible semantics game? You sure can. Can we actually call him a pedophile? He didn't actually do anything to the kid. That's a good point. What's your take on it, Mike? I think I'm right there with you, Mary. I'm totally conflicted on. I wouldn't want this scene to be censored or changed somehow. And it wasn't on the Japanese side. I think Funimation did what they had to do on the English dub side. And I think we need to just leave it as is and maybe learn from it. I don't know. I learned something today. Something today that cultures are weird. There you go. Cultures are you weird. You learned that today. No. I, I just say, had it uh we've known that for years. All right, we're done. Thank you for joining us for uh, a serious topic, something that we don't usually take the opportunity to do. So we're gonna bring it right back to the fun and do some emails. Yeah. 
First email here comes to us from Mario. It's a long, great email about how he's been enjoying the site and the podcast, but I wanted to read the uh, the ending part of it. We love these stories about how people found the franchise and how they've been enjoying it over time. So Mario uh, kind of concludes the email here. I first heard about Dragon Ball through my schoolmates in the fifth grade around 95, 96. I saw the Latino dub of Dragon Ball and almost instantly became hooked on the show. Then somewhere around the Daimao arc, I learned that there was an English dub of Dragon Ball Z on TV. I watched the two almost simultaneously, not understanding, topic we were talking about earlier, where all these new characters were coming from or what the deal was with the golden hair. The English dub eventually stopped before the Saiyajin saga could end, but Spanish dub continued, going on to GT and a few movies. Also, I wanted to mention how big Dragon Ball was in Mexico at the time. Me and my family would go there every week and visit other family. There was Dragon Ball merch everywhere. A lot of it was poor knockoffs and fan-created projects, but for a kid, it didn't matter. I I haven't been there in years, but I'm sure it's still a big deal. Love those stories. We had similar things where Telemundo was playing the Spanish dub. So you could have instances of at certain points in time, you could be watching Funimation's English dub, the Spanish dub on Telemundo, and the original Japanese version on the international channel. I was doing that. You- <laughs> Shit, I was really lucky. Fuck yeah, we were. I distinctly uh, remember I Sunday nights. Um, international channel? My mom would be doing my hair, and mom and, and, and I'm sorry, my dad and my sister would just be sitting around, and we'd have the international channel on. We'd, we'd start the night with some uncut Japanese, unsubbed Dragon Ball Z, followed by Japanese, unsubbed soap operas, and <laughs> music awesome. variety shows we just make our own side comments throughout the whole thing like it was mystery science theater 3000 we make our own plots that's right. That's great. Heath, you have anything you want to toss in there? It's more of a, a comment than a question. But I just miss the international channel. I know, right? It's, I'm so sad. Heath, um, I'm going to give you part of an email here from Mikhail talking lots about something we talk every once in a while about canonicity and what do you consider the true canon to the series, the different continuities. So this is kind of where we're uh, coming from here. So my first question is, do you do the same as me and turn a blind eye and say, well, if we remove slash change something, the movie slash filler can fit in the manga canon or do you think i won't watch this that doesn't fit into the manga canon filler episodes movies two ovas gt whatnot oh and i have to tell you about my first encounter with gt since i didn't have a computer or internet as a child the only thing i knew existed about dragon ball was the manga and the swedish dub versions of some of the movies so when i one day saw an anime from america titled dragon ball gt i was thrilled to see what it was now keep in mind that i only knew about the manga and then imagine the feeling of seeing a dvd that had these images Frieza and Cell encased in ice in a comical way and a weird-looking Cyborg 17 on the front. And Frieza and Cell powering up together, 18 using a key attack and Goku as a kid on the back, and my mind was blown. (laughs) That's quite... I can only imagine what that would have been like. It it ties in exactly like what we were talking about earlier. You're going to have... I love stories like this. Yeah, yeah, it's... This well, it, this I was our fan. Takes you back because you know everyone's had this at some point. I think it's unavoidable, and it's global. Yeah, and it's fun to see just other people go through it, and, you're, and it makes you remember of when you went through it. Yeah, yeah. I think that is part of the fun of Dragon Ball specifically. It's like it's so long and so massive. There is no way you're going to be able to watch it chronologically <laughs> unless you were a Japanese na- boy yeah, in '86. Yeah, exactly. You're almost. <laughs> I can only imagine though. For him, as someone that has only seen the manga, all even all the little things throughout the anime that, yeah, yeah. that would just pop out. Sure, sure. I guess we should answer his question. 
yeah, let's go back to the question. So my answer Wait, a question? is <laughs> no. I will watch anything regardless right. of if it fits or not. You don't care about that at all? No. No. Keith, how about you? Uh, half the time, I don't even think about canonicity until someone brings it up <laughs> and I go, oh, why would I care? And then that's about as far as I get. Yeah, I'm I let a, you take care of those threads. <laughs> I'm in this, or kaboom. I'm in the same ballpark. I mean, I'm aware of, oh, this is filler and this didn't happen in the manga. Like we were talking about with Blue earlier, but I'm not one to dive into it. Like, what does this mean for the larger story? I just accept that Dragon Ball has all these different types of well, adaptations more and spinoffs. importantly, what does it mean to power levels? I think that's the real question you should be asking, Mike. <laughs> that's where it eventually filters its way down to. and I just, Devolves from there. There you go. Mary said it, not me. Uh, I guess that kind of answers the question. Mary, why don't... This is Trunks related. I'm glad you gave me this one. All right. What does Simon have All to right. say? Long time listener, first time poster here. Been a fan of Dragon Ball for a long time, and it's great to see people are as enamored with the series as I am. Got a few questions coming from England here. I'm very familiar with the song Hikari no Willpower, and I was wondering what the origin of it is. I know it is few Future Trunks is seen in a few games, and I've heard the vocal version was made into a vocal song purely because of its popularity. Also, I would love to hear a topic relating to your favorite moments of the series involving music, animation, or a combination. All right, Mary. Hikari yes. no Willpower, the jingle itself. What game was it first used in? Super Butoden? No. Crap, Trunks had his own, Future Trunks had his own different theme in the Super Butoden games. That was doodle 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 Okay. So Ultimate Battle 22? Ultimate Battle 22, correct. It was just called Trunks. <laughs> in all caps. <laughs> in all caps in Ultimate Battle 22. But it was that tune. Uh, it was reused in Final Bout. Uh, unfortunately, the version of Final Bout is not on the Final Bout soundtrack. Oh. Bastard. <laughs> it's exclusive to the game. But so we kind of call Hikari no Willpower um, Trunks's 32 bit video game theme song. Trunks is uh, such a great character because he, like you mentioned, he had his own theme in Super Butoden 2. It debuted and it was uh, remixed in 3. Uh, but then he got a, a whole new one, Hikari no Willpower. Uh, it did get a vocal version performed by Hironobu Kageyama. And something we've talked about a bit before is it was also performed live on at least one occasion. The Dragon, oh geez, what year was it? Is that Dragon 98 live? That CD? I can't remember. Was- is it 98 or 95? There's a website that would tell me this. If only there were. Dragon 98 Special Live Damn. is the album. Ha <laughs> ha, I know what I'm talking about. Bought a bootleg of that album at Oticon 99. One of the first things I didn't know was a bootleg. It was an ever anime bootleg. So yeah, it was a popular song. I don't know if we can say for sure if popularity was the reason they got a vocal maybe version. Maybe someone just liked it. I was going to say, maybe they knew, it, like, we're on to something here with this track. <laughs> we it's got something here, damn yeah, fine track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slap some vocals on it and call it a day. Yeah, totally. It's a fantastic tune. Mary, I I know you're a fan of I it. I do. I want to listen to it in my car. <laughs> I'm a Driving fan of really it. fast. Keith, are you a fan of the Trunks music? I, apparently I have to be. <laughs> Get off the show if you're not. I like it. I don't have any issues with it. <laughs> okay. It's, it's a neat, catchy little tune. It will get stuck in your head if you listen to it over and over and over. Totally, totally. I think my favorite part is just like the do 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 do. That's what I like the most about it. 
<laughs> it's great. We actually do have a fan remix of this song over on the uh, music download section on Daizen Shuiak. So if you're looking for another way to enjoy the song, something from many, many, many years back on the internet someone put together. I think it's just called Hikari and then just the final version of whatever remix they put together. So Hikari no Willpower, definitely a song you want to check out. Great stuff. Mary, people have questions, comments, apparently from all over the globe. Which we love. Love it. Absolutely adore it. What are the various ways they can send this stuff in? All right. We got good old, old fashioned email. You can write to us at podcast.dizex.com. It's P O D C A S T at D A I Z E X.com. All right. That's the email. What's next? Twitter. Twitter. What it's is good it? for instant gratification writings. <laughs> I guess. And getting in touch with Mike relatively quickly. You can hit us up at DizeX. All right. And then finally, Facebook for more media-centric thingies released to try. It's facebook.com slash DizeX. We have lots of great things we post up there. We uh, posted the story. Not really news, but we wanted to share it. Uh, a dude with uh, is it cerebral palsy that he had? I think it was. Um, and because he was a big Dragon Ball fan, wanted to push himself to overcome some of the motor skill problems he was having and got into martial arts training and is doing great. It's just great stories like that's that. awesome. 29 year old dude that's pushing himself because he's a Dragon Ball fan. So it's that good old Shonen spirit. That's right. That's um, all about the Shonen spirit. So that's the kind of stuff guy. we share. Before we wrap things up, I want to mention a couple donations. We've had a few donations recently. I mentioned uh, one from Mario a few episodes back. I don't know if it's the same Mario that we had this episode. If so, thank you so much. And if not, well, thank you to both Marios for uh, different things there. Uh, recently, we got donations from Samuel and Rob as well. I want to just thank you guys so much. I've decided, and I don't know if they're going to appreciate this, but these donations are kind of retroactively covering the purchase of Ultimate Tenkaichi. I have not done oh. a written review of that game yet. This now is- you have the motivation to do it <laughs> exactly this is going to push me over the edge to do it's not going to be as long as things you've come to expect like the raging blast 2 review but it's got to get done we did do a review of it on the podcast here with our buddies dustin and joe uh a couple months back i think that was back in november so it kind of did cover it a little bit already thank you guys so much we can't do everything we want to do without some of these donations that come in. We adore you folks and it, uh, it means the world to us. We don't want to mention it all the time, but when they come in, we got to give you guys your props. So that's going to wrap us up. Uh, we'll go over to you, Heath. Sir, thank you for joining us this episode. Well, thank you for texting me this afternoon and seeing if I was free. <laughs> no problem. Because uh, no one really got back to me, you bastards. Yeah, I completely forgot about your email. You know, Jake emailed me back. Julian emailed me back. You never did. That's all right. Wow, that's that's like a <laughs> but 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 none of us ever came to an agreement on when we're going to actually record the show, and it got to be Monday night, and I figured we should probably do it at some point. So thank you, sir, for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. You want to give the Konzentai website a little plug here? I suppose I can. You can find Jake and myself over at Konzentai.com with two N's. You can also find us on Twitter at Konzentai underscore C-O-M. And we have stuff and things that are happening. Actually, there's a lot happening. Stuff and, and things. I feel way, way, just things are weighting me down. I feel like stuff is piled on top of me. <laughs> 
liked it. But it's all really good stuff. So good to hear. Excited. Good to hear. All right. So we got Mary over here as well. Thank you, Mary, for joining us. Quite welcome. There's uh, nothing more I want to do on my birthday than talk about pedophiles and Dragon Ball. So thank you for this opportunity, Mary. (laughs) You're welcome. I have no response, (laughs) ma'am. We we got you just what you wanted. We have been celebrating your birthday, I believe, for four days now. I know. I know. I know. You got to give me this one here. I just thought that that would make for a funny comment. So spending my birthday talking about General Blue. You're hilarious. Thank you, ma'am. You're hilarious. No, thanks for having me on the show. This was an enlightening discussion because I've never seen this scene before. (laughs) We got these folks. He'd like to mention your buddy Jake, Mr. Herms over at Konzentai. For him, for uh, our buddy Julian, of course, off in Japan. It's uh, the middle of Tuesday, early morning right now for him, so he couldn't be joining us. We got to catch up with his sick ass again soon so we can uh, get his thoughts on the last batch of GT episodes. He had some more name puns location puns to share with us from those batch of episodes as well so looking forward to catching up with julian again so for all of them my name is mike vegeto ex be sure to check us out website www.daizex.com that is the central location for all this stuff for a website for the podcast for uh we got a forum we've got our irc we've all those things that you can check out that's where you're going so for all those folks again thank you this was episode 285 of our podcast check you back next week 286 have a lovely week folks check you then